Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. John Johnson with you on a fine Saturday evening in the Delaware Valley. We are pondering. We are wondering. We don't know whether to be optimistic or pessimistic when it comes to the Eagles matchup against the Steelers tomorrow afternoon in Pittsburgh. And that's why we turn to the experts. Someone who is with the team all year round. Someone who talks to the players and coaches. Someone who will look at it from a uh, 20,000 feet away, uh, all the way up to five feet away, without emotionally be getting emotionally invested, I guess is what I should say. Well, joining us, we have one of those experts, one of the foremost covering the team for NBC Sports Philadelphia, also Eagle Eye podcast for NBC Sports, Dave Zangaro. Dave! John, how you doing, man? Uh, Dave, this is... um. Tomorrow afternoon's game. Um, uh, it's very interesting because it'll. Ser- I I imagine it's going to tell us so much about this Philadelphia Eagles team. I suppose my first question for you, because you know, speaking with a lot of Eagles fans all week long, there always seems to be uh, extremes when it comes to the viewpoints on the Eagles. It's either one way or the other way. So I, I suppose the wording of my first question may sound a little strange, but I'm sure you'll understand. How did last week's win over San Fran have you feeling about this Eagles team? A little better. Um, I think there are still a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, I mean, there were some encouraging things for sure. I mean, uh, I understand that that San Francisco team is banged up, but they're still a good team. Uh, And the Eagles did what they needed to do. I thought Carson Wentz played a little bit better. Uh, And that's, to me, the the best sign coming out of that game is it looks like he started to turn a corner a little bit and you hope if you're the Eagles that that carries into the next game and you know there are other good signs too the defensive line was really good mm-hmm. um, that's the strength of their team and the offensive line held its own and and that's amazing given the fact that you know they, they've kind of cycled through a bunch of players now they'll have a good test this week but um, I think that if you're an Eagles fan, you should feel cautiously optimistic about what you saw last week. Um, but this is the biggest test they'll face so far on Sunday. Uh, something, I mean, you you just hinted at it there, something that I did not expect. I cannot imagine any expected is how well the offensive line played against San Francisco considering the number of injuries. And you wrote a great piece for NBC Sports Philly, which I suggest everyone check out. One of the uh, chief reasons why, beyond the actual players on the field, uh, a a name that many are familiar with but don't say enough, Um, who is that person that you say, my God, the reason for the success of this offensive line is this person? Who is that? 
Yeah, it's their offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland. And that's not to take any credit away from the players because they're the ones out there doing the job. Uh, But I kind of wrote an appreciation column about Stoutland because I think there's this thought maybe by some that if you're a position coach in the NFL, it means you're a really good coach and you know what you're doing. And I can tell you after covering this league for a decade, that's just not the case. Um, Stalin's a really good offensive line coach. And we knew this before this year. I mean, in the piece, I actually bring up the fact that Brandon Brooks, Evan Mathis, and uh, Jason Kelsey mm-hmm. had all played in the league without Jeff Stoutland. None of those players had ever made an all-pro team or a Pro Bowl before, they, before he was coaching them. Uh, so he's good at turning good players into great players, but he's also good at developing young talent, and that's what we've seen this year. Uh, the fact that they went with Nate Herbig at right guard and then thought, no, we can move him to left guard, and he's still playing well. Um, and really, the the crown, and Jack Driscoll, the rookie, playing well, but the crown achievement is Jordan Mailata. And that's not <laughs> to say that he's a great player by any means, and he's going to face a really tough challenge tomorrow against Bud Dupree, and, and, and that'll be really one of the most important matchups of that game. But just the fact that within three years, this guy went from not knowing what American football was to starting an NFL game, certainly he deserves a ton of credit for that, but he doesn't get to that point without Jeff Stalin. Uh, and I think everyone knows it. No, I, and I agree that I can't think of a greater accomplishment to take a, um, I mean, I don't even want to say a raw player. He never played the game of football. And my expectations, although everybody is rooting for Jordan Mailata, my expectations going into last Sunday were something like we saw with Winston Justice, where O.C. Umanura just runs over him and gets five or what was it six sacks, I think he had in that game. I was expecting that from Jordan Mailata, and to my surprise, although he needed help at times, Mailata looked uh, he looked better than adequate, Dave. Yeah, he looked serviceable, and. It, it led to us all week kind of getting ahead of ourselves and wondering about the future of that position. Uh, but the fact that it, it, some of us even thought that way this week kind of tells you how well he held his own. Now, this week is uh, – it, it's hard to overstate the challenge <laughs> of this week because he's facing Bud Dupree, who – you know, T.J. Watt gets a lot of the, uh, the, the fame on that line, but Bud Dupree, to me, is every bit as good. And um, it, it's, a, it's a tough matchup. And you have to remember the thing, and this is something that uh, Ray Didinger actually brought up on the Eagle Eye podcast that I hadn't really thought about, but Jordan Malata's never seen a 3-4 defense mm. because most of his practice time has come against the Eagles 4-3. Now, this week, of course, the scout team ran a 3-4, but there are just some differences. And on top of that, the Steelers are, are known for blitzing and, and kind of throwing a lot at you. So uh, it's really sink or swim time for my lot of this week. Yeah. Um, it, as we turn to the Steelers, Dave Zingaro, nice enough to join us tonight. Is it possible? I, I, this is going to sound weird to say, but is it possible the Steelers' record is a bit deceiving? Oh, yeah. No, I think that's definitely fair to say. Um, we don't know if the Steelers are good. I, I, I think they're even suspected they are. Their defense is legit. There's no questioning that, but their offense hasn't looked very good. Ben Roethlisberger in those first three games was okay, but it wasn't like he looked like Ben of old. Mm. They, they don't have a 
they have a decent receiving core. It's deep. It's not. I mean, Chase Claypool is an exciting young player, but uh, and Juju Smith-Schuster is a good player. Um, their running backs are big. They're not like dynamic players. It's a good team. I, I don't know if there are. A, I don't know if there are three and O team. Right. You can look at them and say, to me, the big question this week is: Are the Steelers about to face their toughest test yet, or are the <laughs> Eagles just another? bad team that they're facing early on in this stretch right. for the Steelers. Right. That's really the question for me right now. Well, something I'm curious about, I just want to get your opinion on. So the uh, state of Pennsylvania, I guess it was uh, much earlier in the week, announced that the uh, stadiums can go to 15% capacity. Heinz, I mean, the Steelers, Pittsburgh jumped right on it. Heinz Field will have 5,500 fans. We're waiting on word from the city of Philadelphia to find out when the Eagles return home if they can allow upwards of 7,500 fans. But the 5,500 fans that will be in attendance at Heinz Field tomorrow, can that make any difference? I don't mean noise-wise because that's not so much that. But can that make a difference psychologically? As you're speaking with players all the time, some guys, it certainly appears like I see it in other sports, they need fans to help them focus, to give them motivation, uh, and so on. Yeah, I think it's natural. And um, some guys are better at getting themselves up for games and others. But I can just tell you from being at the links for a few games, it's just weird. It yeah. just, it feels like a practice. Um, and it, I, I look, I can't speak for the players, but I could understand why if some of them aren't feeling that normal intensity, it, it, it makes sense to me because it just, it feels really bizarre being in an empty stadium. It kind of feels like we're over there for one of those summer practices. Right. Or like the old flight night, you know, it doesn't <laughs> feel like a game. And uh, I think that's been a challenge for some players this year is to try to get themselves into that mindset. I, th- I think in a way having fans will kind of help both teams this weekend. You know, I, I don't know if 5,500 fans is enough to, to be loud enough to like go to a silent count or anything like that. So from that standpoint, I'm not sure it's really a, a negative thing for the Eagles. If anything, I think that having fans, that few fans will kind of help both teams this weekend. Right. Dave Zangaro, nice enough to join us. Uh, you should be following him on Twitter already for the latest Eagles news and links to all his stories at the letter D Zangaro, NBCS. A couple more questions, Dave. So the Eagles offense, um, correct me if I'm wrong, no Deshaun, no Alshon, both practice this week. Uh, what's going on there? The Alshon one's a little weird. This was kind of the, the target date. Um, and then this week he comes down with an illness and misses practice. So uh, non-COVID illness, so the Eagles made sure to point that out. So he just missed practice time. I don't know exactly what he's dealing with, but he's not able to go. Uh, from my understanding, it's not a, a matter of the foot. It was just that he missed his practice time that was so important for him hmm. in the week leading up to the game after not playing for so long. Uh, and Deshaun's a hamstring. I, you know, I, I don't know if they can count on him even when he's back because this is a 33-year-old speed receiver with a hamstring issue. Right. I mean, it's not like one day he's going to wake up and that thing is going to be healthy and he can go out and play every snap. Even when he comes back, it's going to be kind of working him into action, kind of like we saw in the opener, if you remember that. I mean, they didn't play him a ton mm-hmm. because they wanted to work him back in, and now it's kind of like they have to start all over again. Yeah. Uh, uh, will you be using tomorrow's matchup as a proper gauge on where the Eagles actually are, or is that not fair based on the number of injuries? No, I think you have to. I mean, because 
with this team, who's to say they're going to get healthy? Right. You know, I, I don't have a ton of confidence that all these guys are going to come back. I mean, think about the guys we've talked about, mm-hmm. Alshon and Deshaun. I mean, are they? do we have confidence that they're going to come back and be healthy? I guess at some point you, you have faith that Jalen Rager being a, a young kid is going to come back, but we're talking about a few weeks from now at the very least. Uh, Isaac Samalu may be way down the line, you know. Um, Jason Peters, even if he comes back, he, he hasn't played like Jason Peters. Right. So you, you kind of look at the injuries and you go, well, the guys that are coming back, are they going to help that much? Avante Maddox will help a little bit. Dallas Goddard will help a lot when he comes back. But there's just not a – like the, the players that they're missing that are really hurting them, I don't know if, if you can look at it and say these guys are going to come back and they can hit the ground running. They have to be good without them. And this is kind of what the Eagles have done the last few years. <laughs> Out of necessity, we've seen how resilient they can be and, and how well they can play at times missing a bunch of players. That's going to be what they are this year, I think. So, yeah. um, and the one thing we didn't mention was Lane Johnson. If he can stay healthy, um, he, he apparently had a fist in his ankle that he got drained. Um, so he's hoping he won't have to leave the game again this weekend. And right. they can't afford to with, with those edge rushers. But having him healthy will help. But ultimately, I mean, this, there's no excuses. I mean, there are other teams. The 49ers, for one, you know, they, they're having a million injuries. There's no excuses in this league. So uh, the Eagles have enough talent, I think, to to be a decent team, and, and we'll see. Yeah, well, I, that leads into my final question, Dave. None of us were right about Eagles 49ers. Nobody was right. Anybody who picked the Eagles flat out, you question their sanity or their football knowledge because everything pointed, you know, based on what we knew about the Eagles to that point, to San Francisco. Uh, having said that, fast-forwarding, what, what are we, six days post, what is your vibe on Eagles-Steelers? Yeah, you know, and I should point out that I'm not the guy to ask because this has been a rough year <laughs> as far as predictions go. Uh, I have a gut feeling about this one, and, and I actually picked the Eagles. Um, <gasps> oh. And it kind of goes against my thought process. Like, it kind of it doesn't make sense, but I have a weird gut feeling about this game. And my rule is to never go against my gut because if I do and I was right, I'll feel like an idiot. So uh, <laughs> my gut on this is, is that they, they find a way to win. I'm not really sold on, on Pittsburgh being uh, as good as their record is. And I think I saw enough from the Eagles last week that if this is a low-scoring game, and I kind of anticipate it to be that, mm-hmm. one big play could change the whole swing. So, um, yeah, I, I picked the Eagles in this one. Wow. Dave Zingaro covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NBC Sports Philly. For uh, links to all his stories, the latest Eagles news, links to the latest episode of the Eagle Eye podcast with he and Ruben Frank and occasionally Ray Didinger, follow him on Twitter at the letter D Zingaro NBCS. Dave, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks, John. All right. Dave Zingaro, nice enough to join us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.